is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Hello and good day. Welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast, where I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning. Thank you and welcome to the show. On today's episode, I would like to share with you some sort of updates that have been taking place in our society as a result of the unarmed killings and murders of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. And I would also like to share these updates as they relate to all of the social and sort of civil unrest that is taking place. Sometimes people may ask, what does all of this lead to? What changes in society are happening? What is going to be different? So I thought it would be a good idea to share some updates that have taken place, some changes that either people, individual people are making, changes that companies are making to their policies that reflect a paradigm shift in how people are thinking about race, racism, and racial equity. And now, of course, I'll include the links to all of the points that I'm referencing so that you can do your own research and look into these further. So one change that is made, and I'll start with the Brianna's Law. The Brianna Taylor Law will ban no-knock warrants in Louisville, Kentucky. If you remember, Brianna Taylor was a young woman who was killed a couple of months ago in Louisville when police basically just came into her place of residence. They claimed that they were looking for someone else. Of course, they did not give Brianna a chance to even defend herself, and they killed her. They shot her, they killed her, murdered her cold blood, and unfortunately, she passed away as a result of this. After she was killed, there was a lot of protesting and demonstrations, and as a result of those demonstrations, the Louisville Metro Council voted unanimously to ban no-knock search warrants after Brianna Taylor was killed in her home in March. No-knock warrants, I don't even know where to start with that, okay? Even if the police did not knock, the question that I have is why did they have to come in with full force? And then, of course, why did they have to gun her down and kill her? So I think this is a good start. Of course, there is a lot more work that needs to be done. But I think that this passing of this Brianna's Law that will ban these no-knock warrants, I think it is a good place to start. So that is one change that we are seeing in our society. Another change is also around police. And I did another podcast about this. I think it was episode two where I called it Pedagogy of the Protest. This sort of goes along with that, an extension of that, where schools are defunding police. Schools, K-12 schools and school districts and even universities are canceling their contracts with police departments, with municipal police departments. Some schools are totally removing police from their institutions, from their school buildings. Um, A lot of schools, particularly schools in urban communities and schools that serve predominantly Black and Latino students, tend to have high police presence located within the schools. Whether those police are armed, whether they are fully uniformed, whether they are the quote-unquote community affairs unit of the police department, Many schools are rethinking and removing police from their buildings, and they are thinking about alternative ways to 
enforce discipline or promote safety and promote a positive climate and culture within the school. So I think that is an excellent start. And I think that is a debate. You know, some people think that it is okay to have police in the school. Some people think it's not okay. I think it is an interesting debate to have. But I'm on the side where it needs to be removed, where police need to be removed. I understand why police need to be there, though. I mean, I was a teacher, and there have been times where the activities of police have been helpful. But that was my experience. That is not everyone's experience. But on the other hand, I think that there are other alternatives that can be just as effective without police being there as well. So I agree. I think that police needs to be removed. And I'm glad to see that schools all over the country in L.A., Madison, Wisconsin, just had a lot of a movement in that area. Shout outs to Freedom, Inc., I'm going to have Bianca Gomez on my show soon, and she's going to really unpack and talk about her work with removing police and schools in Madison. So this is the second change that is happening as a result of the unfortunate murders of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. And as a result of these civil and social unrest is that schools are defunding and removing police from their buildings and from their institutions. A third change that I think is noteworthy It's more popular culture related and the Dixie Chicks, the Dixie Chicks. I never listened to the Dixie Chicks, (laughs) just to be honest with you. I'm familiar with them. I know that they are a country group, but hey, I don't listen to country music, but that's just me. But the Dixie Chicks are changing their name and they are just calling themselves the Chicks because they recognize that the word Dixie has connotations that are related to slavery. And they are recognizing this and they are just changing their name. They're dropping off Dixie and they are just now calling themselves the Chicks. So shout outs to the Chicks. (laughs) Shout outs to the Chicks for removing the word Dixie from their name. I I think that was a good move, you know, to be honest. I mean, this is a, a country group that is a musical duo and they didn't have to do that. They could have just said, hey, we've been the Dixie Chicks for years. We're going to continue to call ourselves the Dixie Chicks. But I think to rename themselves is an act of protest. And I want to recognize that. So shout outs to the chicks. All right. Another change that is happening that companies are thinking about around racism and racial work is Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. And Aunt Jemima is removing the image. They are removing the image of the Black woman that is the face of their brand and the face on their products. And they are removing the image because they recognize, um, once again, the same way that the chicks recognized it. They are recognizing that this image has connotations that are based on racial stereotypes, racial connotations, and slavery. So shout out to Aunt Jemima. But Aunt Jemima has always been under fire for that image. You know, this is something that should have taken place a long time ago. You know, many people have protested have engaged in silent protests of Aunt Jemima just by simply not purchasing their products because of the image that the company has chosen to use as the brand and the logo. So they are finally removing the image and Quaker is saying and recognizing that the image is based on a racial stereotype and they are removing the image. So again, shout outs to Quaker, shout outs to Aunt Jemima for the Aunt Jemima product being changed. A last change that I want to recognize is that, going back to schools, is that some schools that have the name Robert Lee. 
elementary schools or high schools that were named after Robert E. Lee are changing their name, okay? Of course, Robert E. Lee was a Confederate general who was a strong supporter and upholder of slavery. He was a general in the Confederate Army that wanted slavery to remain intact during the American Civil War. And of course, I am not a supporter of Robert E. Lee, but for people who supported his politics and supported his tactics, supported him. They supported his beliefs, his ideologies, and one way that his legacy, if you will, stayed around is that schools and school districts chose to name their schools after him as a form of commemoration. So a lot of school districts across the country are renaming and changing the name of the school because they, again, they recognize who Robert E. Lee was. They recognize the danger and commemorating his legacy that recognize how Black people feel about this. And if you did not see the video where Gary Chambers really called out a school board member in Louisiana, he really called her out because he felt, and I totally agree with him, that this particular school board member, Connie Bernard, was just totally apathetic to the conversation around this very topic. And if I can find the video, I have it on my social media, so I'll try to share the link in the show notes. But if you haven't seen the video, it's a very, very powerful video where this brother really called her out. But the initial conversation was going to be around the changing of the school's name of Robert E. Lee. So many school board members, and I want to recognize the school board members who have voted across the country to change the name. Again, I think that is an act that needs to be recognized. So I applaud these school board members for taking this action, for taking this step and changing the name. And even something as simple as the name, even as something as simple as commemorating the identity and the legacy of Robert E. Lee is a powerful one. And it is even a more powerful act for school board members to actually remove and to change the name. I thought it would be a good idea to share with you some updates that have taken place and changes that have taken place, whether those changes were personal or whether those changes were institutional and structural. I think it needs to be recognized that people are having a paradigm shift around race, racism, and racial equity. So the purpose of this episode was to share with you some of these updates. So again, I will share all of these links in the show notes. And of course, there are some more changes that have taken place. I'm trying to think of some, but I can't think of any um, at the top of my head. I wrote them down, but you know, of course I misplaced the list that I wrote. But again, I'll share these show notes with you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast, where I've been your host, Dr. Carla Manning. Thanks for tuning in. Be well and be blessed. Be blessed.